Welcome to the realm of heroes and monsters. Story time with your host, A.P. Fuchs. Stories of intrigue, stories of horror, stories of superheroics, stories of monsters. Get ready, the thrill ride begins. And we're back. Another Sunday, another episode. So here we are, the realm of heroes and monsters story time with your host, me, A.P. Fuchs. So thank you for joining us. And as you're listening to this, we're in the thick of winter. So we're hunkering down in the bunker and making these podcasts for you and trying to stay warm, do our best. Actually, this winter hasn't been too bad. We've been very blessed up here in Canada, uh, especially where I live in Winnipeg, where uh, the weather has been, relatively speaking, fairly mild. We're talking in terms of Celsius, you know, ranging between minus five, minus ten-ish, roughly, which at this time of year, typically, we're talking like minus 20, minus 25, never mind what the wind chill adds to that. Because um, Winnipeg, if you look on a map, uh, I live underneath what's called a northern jet stream, which is basically this giant like wind tunnel that comes from the Arctic. So it's like super cold. And for some dumb reason, the way the, the weather works, it swoops down and it goes over Winnipeg. It, it kind of like bypasses other areas and then for whatever reason goes over my city. So um, yeah, I'm glad to be warm. Anyway, speaking of warmth, <clears throat> I recently ordered the Snyder Cut of the Justice League movie the four-hour event that came out a few years ago. And uh, when it first came out, I subscribed to um, HBO Max so I could see it. Uh, I did it for a month. It was, yes, it was a, a costly uh, movie in that, co- in that aspect, but at the same time, it was worth it. And um, not long ago, I watched it again, um, having not watched it since it first came out. So I watched it again, and I, of course, I, I had four hours, I forgot a lot of parts. You know, I remembered some and forgot others. And boy, you know, I was thinking, talk about scope. Talk about planning. You know, like, I think what moviegoers uh, forgot, and even fans in general sometimes, is the concept that Justice League was like part three of a three-part movie. Like Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and then Justice League. That was like the trilogy that was intended to like be the springboard to launch at the time the DCEU, right? The DC Extended Universe. And, you know, I've seen now, of course I've seen Man of Steel, I mean Superman, right? Duh. But, um, yeah, so you watch Man of Steel, and then I watched the Batman versus Superman uh, Ultimate Edition, which has 35 or so minutes of extra footage which fills in all these gaps that were left out of the theatrical release. So you're getting a full story, and I'm always about getting like the extended cuts and stuff because you always get the full story that way. Seldom uh, is stuff superfluous uh, when you watch an extended cut. Usually they serve a purpose. Usually there's entire storylines that were cut, and now you get to get that storyline. And so, and yeah, so yes, you watch Man of Steel, then you watch Batman vs. Superman, uh, the Ultimate Edition, and then you head into the four-hour Justice League. And I thought, wow. I mean, what a great way to craft and introduce a superhero universe. You know, like, sure, in that timeline, Batman's been Batman for a long time. And he's a, you know, quote-unquote superhero in that, in that um, time period of the, of the movie. But, of course, Superman was the first metahuman. That is, public metahuman. 
yes, uh, if you've seen Wonder Woman, you know that she acted, uh, you know, during World War One, uh, but then secluded away for a long, long time, and basically anyone who ever would have known her uh, would have been dead by the time she resurfaced. So, as far as the world's concerned, uh, Superman was the first metahuman, and um, yeah, so so it, when you look at it from that angle, it justifies Batman's angle in Batman versus Superman, and then later, further, all that stuff. Uh, justifies all the events of the Justice League Extended Edition or the Snyder Cut, right? And that's when all the metahumans are introduced. That's when they all come together. And then what, what makes it even great is is that, you know, DC made a bold move, right? Like, there's a lot of powerful bad guys out there. Um, like, in terms of the majors, we're talking like, you know, the super majors, like Doomsday, for example, a huge bad guy, right? Big problem for Superman, kill them, right? <laughs> but, uh, but they going after, like, using Darkseid, like, right off the hop. And if you understand, you know, Darkseid's backstory, the whole thing with Apocalypse and his war with the New Gods and all that stuff, like, that's, like, one of the biggest baddies you could pick. That's the, I mean, it's like Lord of the Rings style in terms of, you know, having, um, Sauron, you know, the, the main evil force, right? Like, dark sides like that. And so the fact that, you know, the, the way they, they introduced the metahumans in the DCEU, brought them together, and then all of a sudden they're after dark side and the big bad guy. And I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody, but I highly recommend it because it does have so many scenes that were, one, not in the theatrical version, and then two... Um, the theatrical version had a bunch of reshot scenes to accommodate the new direction the film was going so therefore a lot of the old scenes were left on the cutting room floor so all that stuff's been restored and you got what yourself is basically a superhero fantasy space opera sci-fi mix that uh, shows earth's mightiest heroes well that's the avengers tagline but it's true in the dc universe earth's you know biggest heroes versus the cosmos's biggest bad guy and just the way that movie ends too again you know in my pre in the previous episode i was talking about image images right and the way like justice league ends and the way that dark side stares down superman and then the justice league as a whole i mean that's that was a good image you know and as a creator of superhero fiction myself you know i have to keep that kind of stuff in mind i got to remember yeah, you need to have these iconic sort of moments, these iconic images uh, throughout your work so that uh, the reader, therefore, is one, highly entertained, which is important, two, suspension of disbelief, which is also very important, and three, yeah, like sucks them right into the fantasy, you know, and this applies to comics as well. But yeah, they did a really, really good job, and um, they presented the superheroes you know, Batman, I think they got right. Uh, Superman, they got partly right. Wonder Woman, they definitely got right. Aquaman, uh, they did really, really well. Cyborg, I don't know enough about him, to be honest, so I can't really give you much on that. And then Flash, um, I think, you know, CW's Flash did a better job of Flash being Flash versus uh, the movie Flash. Um, and, not, and I'm talking, not just Flash the movie, but like like for movie version Flash, um, yeah, came up a little bit short in that respect. But he still was a pretty good Flash, you know. So, yeah, Justice League, Snyder Cut, highly recommended. Go for it and see it.
And I'm going to take some lessons learned from that storytelling and apply it to my own work. Um, not copying, of course, never, never. But in terms of just the ideas, the concepts, the skills, you know, and that's how art works, right? That's how any art form works is you see, you know, whether you read a book or whether you read a comic book or you see a movie or you see some wooden sculpture somebody's made or carved, you know, you you get inspired, you get ideas and you go back to your shop or your studio and you try to duplicate those ideas, not rip them off, right? Not plagiarize, but just, yeah, you know, oh, they put that much, you know, a little bit of extra detail here. You know what, next time I create something similar, I'm going to put that little bit of extra detail and see how it looks. Or, you know, writing-wise, oh, you phrased it a certain way. That's a really good way to phrase something. I'm going to put a, a similar phrasing in terms of, say, style. Not exact phrasing, right? But style, you know, in my next my next piece of work, should the story require it. And, and so on and so on and so on. And that's how creativity works, right? Is creativity is not just something that comes from inside you. It's something that also comes from outside you because you are heavily influenced by the entertainment that you consume. So that being said, like, I mean, even Stephen King said, right? You want to be a good writer? What do you do? You write a lot and you externally read a lot, right? And that's how you learn. So same thing, right? So yeah, I definitely learned some stuff from watching uh, Justice League and um, definitely going to be applying some of those lessons to the Axeman saga as I write the series, uh, you know, as we go forward with things on that. But right now we're working on Battle of Power Trilogy and that's uh, the main focus. So we're, yeah, we're going to try this, make this sucker huge, a big event because this, again, for Axeman, this is the final three-part arc of the first act of the overall saga yeah sounds a little bit complicated but in short it's like the storyline that wraps up the current storyline so that we can start act two which will be a new storyline uh, that of course everything will tie together once the axiom saga in its entirety is complete and we'll hope we get to that point before the day i die so <laughs> that being said let's get into story time and uh, I'll see you guys after the credits. Bye. Episode 22, Guardian. Wait until King Goldmane hears of this, Harry said, though he wasn't sure if he would live long enough to report the incident. As a gray hare and backed up against a rough semicircle of trees, he was running out of options. Oh, trust me, Silver Nine said. You'll be dead before those long ears of yours will make it into the vicinity of Goldmane's domain. Harry looked up at the tundra wolf and feared the towering furry beast before him. His nose began to twitch. I see you trembling, Silver Nine said. I like seeing that up here in the north. North. Silver Nine was right. Harry was too far from King Goldmane's jurisdiction for the king to do anything about what was going on. He couldn't let Silver Nine know he had there, though. Please, I beg you, let me go, Harry said. You cross into my realm, into my forest, onto my snow, and expect to live? Silver Nine's eyes narrowed. Silly rabbit. I'm not a rabbit. I'm a hare. Tastes the same to me. 
Silvernine drooled, then turned his head away as if out of embarrassment. He turned back, the drool still leaking from his lips. Now relax, this won't hurt a bit. Harry looked side to side. There, in between the two trees just to his left, he could squeeze through and lose Silvernine while the Tundra Wolf negotiated around them. But his legs were frozen from fear, and he didn't know if he had the strength to make good on his hopeful escape. But he had to. Gathering his resolve, he dug deep and gave it all he had and took off for the two trees. Silvernine was immediately in hot pursuit. Run, Harry told himself. Silvernine snapped and growled behind him. Harry dove between the two trees and burst out on the other side. He heard Silvernine's enormous paws pound on the crunchy snow, rip into it for a second as he went around the trees, then pound on it again. Get back here, Silvernine shouted. Harry was going to cry, never, but instead whimpered without meaning to. Silvernine's thunderous run grew louder. The wolf had longer legs and almost matching agility. Harry scooted left, then right, then under a skeletal bush, then right and straight. Silvernine's footfalls died off a moment, then vanished altogether. Harry ran, and when silence gripped the air, he slowed down and stopped just short of the forest's edge. A little farther. But he was out of breath and his legs were weak from the adrenaline exertion. He hopped closer to the forest edge, and when he was just about at the clearing, Silver Nine jumped out in front of him. You're not leaving, are you? The wolf asked. Harry's teeth chattered as he trembled. Silver Nine snarled, teeth bare, more drool. He bowed, about to lunge, when a roar shook Harry to the core and a golden blur sprang out of seeming thin air and pounced on the wolf. Harry glanced over and saw his Lion King tear out Silvernine's throat in a gush of flesh and blood. Silvernine's limp body lay on the crimson snow, and King Goldmane roared into the frosty air. He shot a look at Harry with wild eyes, fangs at full reveal, dripping blood. He growled a low rumble. Then his expression softened, and his eyes grew warm. My, my, my king... Harry said. Lo, I am with you always, the king said. Thanks for tuning into today's show. Always a joy to have you. I've been noticing that the listener count 
has been going up uh, week by week, slow but sure, but we're getting there. And that means uh, we're, we're, again, like I said last episode, you know, we're finding our footing. We're, this is my first podcast. I'll be vulnerable that way. I'll tell you straight up. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to entertain you. So um, the fact that we're, you know, we're getting, you know, more listeners week by week, um, that's a good thing. That means at least we're doing one thing right. Um, hopefully more than one thing, but at least one thing. And uh, yeah, so I just want to say thank you for your support. And if you want to go the extra mile, I want to invite you to join my Patreon page. Um, it has two options. One is just, you know, throw in a buck for a tip jar and you get my gratitude as a reward. Uh, and the other is five bucks and you get full access to not only all the stuff that I put out publicly, but a ton of stuff that is 100% privately for patrons only. And we're talking stuff like videos, artwork, comics. We have serial novels. Uh, there's special blog posts, photography, everything. There's a whole bunch of stuff that patrons only, that's it. Uh, essays, articles, another another thing. So yeah, join me. It's patreon.com slash apfuchs, straightforward. And uh, yeah, well, thanks for tuning in this week. And we'll see you next week for another episode. Peace out.